0: Good afternoon, everyone. It's uh, it's a Sunday here, and I'm very glad that uh, I have uh, this lady coming on the show. Or oh, she's already here, so it's not coming on the show. <laughs> we have with us a lady by the name of Tone, and please, as she always likes to sign in her signature, it's spelled T-O-N-E, pronounced the way it is. Oh no, it's spelled T-O-U-N. <laughs> it's spelled sorry, it's spelled T-O-U-N, but the way she writes it in her signature and tone please correct me she's like it's pronounced tone something like, like that
1: like music tone
0: this the music tone there you go there you go
1: <laughs> so people don't know how to pronounce t-o-u-n so I put like pronounce like music tone as t-o-u-n ah.
0: <laughs> you know I have to say the day I saw that I was like very creative and actually it leads to The way I want to start the conversation, but before we begin, Tom, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A bit bit knackered. I'm not going to lie. It's been a long weekend, but I'm feeling good.
0: Now, most of my audience don't understand uh, UK lingua franca. Please, what does knackered mean?
1: Knackered basically is like you saying, you're really exhausted, really tired, like just down and out. So knackered as knack, like someone is knack- knackered. I don't know how to break it down to you, but basically that's what it basically means. Like you're superly exhausted.
0: Mm. So To is based in Canada presently, but she was uh, uh, based uh, in the the UK for a very long time. I don't know, were you born in the UK or were you did you move to the UK when you were young?
1: So I was actually born in Nigeria, but I moved to UK probably when I was like four, or five. So I could, as a baby, so uh, uh, yeah, it was England. Although I do actually somehow I still have flashbacks of my first ever you call it uniform of nursery or whatever. I still have flashback of those.
0: Ah, uh, of- especially. I hope you. I hope you had a flashback of your first uh, memorable birthday party where they they surround they to, they surround bottle they surround your birthday cake with bottles of Coke and Fanta. I don't know why they do that for Christ's sake, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then as an adult, you get to see the pictures and you're like, why do our parents have to surround the birthday cake with bottles of Coke, orange and stuff? Uh, sorry, Fanta. Why? Oh, Lord. Jesus.
1: I, 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 I literally have no clue. Like, I literally look back and I have, like, pictures of me, although I was quite lucky. I had a Barbie cake ah fantastic (laughs) so I had a little barbie cake and everybody was all around me and I was just like the little me and then you could just see everybody around but I can barely remember it but the picture does help to be like oh yeah I think I had that I remember the cake Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember the cake so that's something
0: yeah indeed. (laughs) So with that, you can now understand why uh, Ton has got the British accent in there, which is really, really cool. Uh, also, full disclosure, Ton and I work together. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I invited her on the show because every time we get to talk, myself and Tom. I will call her to discuss something about work. And then we end up talking for long and then she opens up about her personal life. I also open up about my personal life. And in our conversations, I got to realize, you know what? She'll make a great guest on the show because she passes our three criteria. So I'm so glad she accepted the invite. Now, how do I want to start this conversation? You have this thing about you that no one has, no one has, that has come on the show has ever had this quality, which is you're a DJ. I am I am very intrigued on how you got interested in being a DJ and how that journey has been so far for you.
1: Sure, definitely. It's it's kind of like a long thing, but I'll try my hardest to shorten it. But basically, I grew up throughout, back in London, loving music. I actually used to be, a, well, not used to I'm still a singer and a dancer. and used to be in a lot of performing arts back home in London. We were one of those people where we would do like little shows, you know, all of that stuff. And uh, we got to the point where we are actually recording songs, we created creating records and all of that thing before I left England itself. So when I came to Canada, I've... As you know, especially in Calgary, it's been very, it's been a quite a hard adjustment for me, not going to lie, especially in terms of the creative field. There isn't, there wasn't as much or it wasn't as affluent. And it's been a while, obviously, I've been here, just been doing my thing. And then I made friends with, well, I actually knew my friend, my friend Femi, well, Femi BG, that's where he goes by. Who's also a DJ and also the owner and creator of Icarus Sound. So I've known what he does throughout the years of creating events within Calgary itself to, um, you know, give more culture, especially within um, Calgary itself. And um, so, long story short, you know, we were all out and about. We're in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I think this was a time when he opened up slightly a little bit, and obviously he would talk to me about his frustrations about creating like, you know, nice little Afro beats kind of, you know, movement within the within the area and how sometimes it goes up and down. So we usually go back and forth and we discuss similar to how me and you would do. And then... Um, he would tell me his frustration and he always tell me how it's so frustrating for him, how there's a lack of women here, especially lack of um, black female DJs and that how we can literally be like be killing it here. And if we're just with, you know, we kind of band together and do stuff. And obviously I would tell him like, well, what do you expect? Like, in you know, a place like Calgary, you go, I mean, like, we will have this kind of back and forth banter. Like, what are we going to, like, what is it here? But then I remembered one night we it was like, the world was slightly was still slightly open you know how Kauri goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then we had an independence um Nigerian party. We met we saw each other there and then from there we all went to a after party at his place. And then from there, obviously he's a DJ role. I was playing on with his um with his controller. Turn ta- ta- table. Yeah, you know. And so while we're playing on with the controller that he has and all the speaks and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, like this is really fun. Like it's like almost like my love of musicals like coming back again. Like I was literally immense within it, and then he was like, "Don't you can do this, you know, you know you could do this." And he was telling me and my other friend as well, Alex, but she goes back and forth from here to Nigeria because she lives in Nigeria. She works in the UN, so it's kind of like. I was there and he was like, you know, you could do this. And I was just like, you know when you just like, you almost like, can I, can I not, can I, can I not kind of situation in my head? And he was like, no, you really can do this. Like you love music. This is what you do. Like you even bloody got it tattooed on your bloody back of your Achilles heel. Like you love music. You know, you can do this. And then little by little, it just came from me coming to his place. And then I was just like working on, on it. And then next minute I was coming to his place almost every like every single week for over a year and a bit, a year and a half or more. And I was literally just almost every single day for like four to six hours, just straight. No,
0: no way. Wow. Straight
1: like straight, even he will come, like literally it literally will be, he will, he will just let me in his house. I'll just be literally on the controller and he will pop to the gym, it will pop somewhere else and literally will come into the, it will come through the door and I didn't even hear him. He will literally sneak up behind me and I'm just like being focused, you know that being focused, like just focus for like four hours straight, I'll just be standing, which is the most weirdest thing because any other day, seven, four hours, I'll be like, hell to the north, I'm tired, my legs. But I don't know how, but I'll just be focused every single day. We'll pop to his house every week, practice for hours. And then little by little, he, you know, I just learned through him. And I love working with him because he's one of those people where he doesn't care. We're not like when we're teaching, when he's teaching me, we're not friends. He's like, if he tells, if it's not working well, he'll tell me start again, start again, start again. Like it's no, no soft like he's proper like I call him sensei it's <laughs> so on you know go ahead start again do it again and until when I know I've kind of perfected the art in a way and yeah so that's kind of how I kind of segued into being a DJ I think it's my love of music from obviously from a performance arts background back in England and then obviously my love of music in general and then for me really just loving and picking up the equipment and really going like, how can I actually really do this? Why didn't I think I can do this? Especially as a black woman, like in Calgary, why why not? So mm-hmm. started going ahead and did it. And then, yeah, I had my first gig at Broken City. We had um, Sugar Cane and and then from there, it's kind of been
0: <laughs> Wow. So I, w- I want to go back to that moment where the after party, and then you go to Fermi's house and you see uh, the controller by the way for a piece of education that equipment that I see the DJs always stand in front and most times the brand name is Pioneer. Pioneer has really done a great job with that branding and that thing, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is is that is that piece a turntable or is that piece a controller?
1: It depends. The ones if you see the um just the piece on its own, um just on its like, you can tell which one is a controller and which, which one is a turntable. Usually turntables are usually the ones with the vinyl where you can scratch. So you have some of them. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay, okay. So
1: you see, like, the vinyl piece, like, the, the yes. actual vinyl piece, and then yes. you actually have another one which is the full-on controller itself. So they are very similar. Like, you can get controllers who you can kind of, like, attach these kind of... I call them, like, synthetic kind of vinyls, not actual, um, you know... Uh, not actual vinyl vinyls itself, the they're literally like the the what do you call those things again? <laughs> Basically the circle where you can actually go ahead and scratch. Like those kind of those kind of thing can actually be like full on p- proper vinyl itself. So yeah, mm. it's, it's just different type of equipment and different terminology. So
0: that's the best Got way it. I can
1: really explain it. I'm one, one of those people I can always explain it better <laughs> in person than Outwards, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, so that that time that you go to Fermi's apartment after after the events for the after party, kinda, was that your first time really being exposed to the controller one on one? One
1: on one one, hundred percent one on one. Like I've seen it around. Obviously, you know, you kind of, you know, I've been to his place before. You just see it, just there, kind of around. But I've never had like a one on one kind of oh. This is, this is it, you know? I've never had like a one-on-one kind of um, view with it or time with it, or enough time with it. And I think that's one of the best thing I had because especially when you're in the middle of a pandemic and obviously, you know, the after party <laughs> was in the house, so there's no way you can really go. It really gave me time to really kind of play around with it and really um, explore it. So yeah, I was really happy with that.
0: So, but you've been to Femi's place before. You have also seen this equipment in other places before. What was it about this time around that got you sucked in? Do do you remember that feeling?
1: Um, Well, I actually haven't been to, like, other people's places which had a controller. So I've been to his place before, but only, that was only in person. Like, you know how you do with friends. Like, you just come, you pop, like, the next minute you get, like, you know, during the next me, you'll pop back, back out again. So it wasn't like, oh, i I'm actually stay here and, you know, and actually have time with it. And two, I think it was one of the situations where we're actually in the room and then we're playing music and he literally was like, very free and kind of like, just go ahead, like, just play around with it you know what I mean because you know when you're in someone's house you're not there to really play around with things as <laughs> as <if
0: you're>... <laughs> very <laughs> very there. true
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, home trained you know so we're literally in the house I and mean, he was just like you know go on with your bad self like you know play around with it play something with it you know and then right then it was like okay this is this is this and this is that like you know just a simple kind of cliff note this is what this is and I was like oh okay why did I think it was you know overly complicated because obviously it looks extremely complicated and obviously it is complicated but (laughs) but when someone explains it to you you kind of be like okay I get it you know oh I get okay this is where you can select the music or this is the way you do this I'm like oh okay you know I literally felt like a little kid again to be honest like I really felt like excited again Maybe probably that was what was going through my head because I really did feel really excited. I was like, "Oh, I can choose music. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can kind of be creative again." Like I was really like, "Oh," <laughs> if that's a word to really explain it, I really was really like, "Oh, let me get my hands in this. What what can I do with this? You know, what how can I take this further?" And I was so excited. And I think from there, where I was like, I was so excited, and then. I think also having someone like that, like someone like him to have so much faith, like, yeah, you know, you you can, don't think you can't do it. Like if you put your mind to it, you can really do it. And I think that's when I was like, do you know, look, I I got this, I can do this. But I didn't know it was, I I, I thought it was gonna be easy. He Mm -hmm. he taught me no go it's not easy, <laughs> it's not easy, like, if you, it's not easy at all, like, if you really wanted to do it, then you really, you really got to do it, and the thing I liked about him is, that like he didn't force, he didn't pressure, it was, like, my choice, he didn't, it wasn't, like, the type of person will call you, oh, every day or every week, oh, come, how come you haven't come here, no, he literally was, like, that's, it's up to you if you want, if you want, if you want it, okay. If you don't want it, that's your business. Like, it really was like, it was very calm. But I was the one chasing him. I was like, are you free this day? Are you free this day? Can I come? Are you going to gym? Do you have to go to gym? <laughs> like, okay, if you go to the gym, can you just let me in your house? Obviously, I'm not going to jack anything in your house. Obviously, he trusts me by them. obviously, my friends. So he will literally just let me inside and then he will go out. He'll go out for a couple of hours and I'm just here. Continue playing that. Yeah. Wow.
0: So, yeah. So, so, take us to that time when you now played at Broken City. Now, you're no longer in the confines of this controlled environment of Fermi's apartment or Femi's house, or whatever uh, structure that place is like. But now you are now engaging with your audience, and you know your audience will basically boo you if you're not really reading the room, reading the room per se i putting the kind of music to to bring up the vibes. So now this is now the different kind of training. How was that first time now playing in front of people?
1: One word: anxiety to the maximum. Okay, actually, <laughs> no. one word for anxiety, basically. One word: anxiety. <laughs> wow. Anxiety. Truly, truly,
0: huh. truly.
1: I was scared shitless sorry can I use the word
0: shitless oh please be yourself yeah yeah yeah
1: I was, I was scared shitless I was scared shitless because then he was like you're you you're ready and I'm like May, are you sure about this yeah hold <laughs> on
0: like, hold on hold on hold on how big a crowd was it
1: yo this is broken city rooftop with a whole bunch of Nigerian people which were full up like over god knows how many people it was so the line was so long outside the bouncer stopped letting people in like he literally stopped letting people in because it was over full capacity and it was meant to have a um the inside of broken you've been to broken city so you kind of uh, i
0: i i haven't i haven't been to broken city no.
1: okay so it's on um i think 10th and something i'm trying to remember where it's located but it's on that, that,
0: that's yeah yeah okay
1: and um, literally, it was like there was a whole bunch of people outside. We, majority of the, even though Chugga is open to everyone, you know, and literally everybody does come there from white, blacks, Asians, Indians, everybody comes. But majority of the audience will be obviously, because there's a lot of Afro peace, there'll be a lot of Nigerians and um, just people from Africa in different African countries within the diaspora. Um, diaspora. And they're all going to be there. And it was just kind of like, yo, what came to my mind was like, I'm going to be DJing in front of all these black people. (laughs) (laughs) And I know my people very well. We do not owe back. (laughs) We Mm -mm. do not owe back at all. And I I just didn't want to like fall on my face. I didn't want to be shit. And too, like we said, like there's not that much black female DJs in Calgary. So I was very worried like obviously then all oh, is this going to be on me. I even had a conversation with him, especially how it will be like for me. And obviously he's a guy, but I actually really explained to him, like I'm very, I'm having a full anxiety about that. I'm very private in general. Like I, I don't like to be seen like that everywhere. I just go on my business. I don't like to be on the limelight. So I to like say to him, like, I don't know, like, am I ready for this? And then obviously in his mind, he's like, well, you need to get ready. Like, everybody gonna know you. People are gonna even be LinkedIn you. I'm like, LinkedIn? <laughs> LinkedIn? Hmm. Like, you're gonna be LinkedIn? I was like, no, like, no. Like, I was just like, that's not, like, for me, it's like, I was guessing, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I was in a two um, crossroads as to, I, lo- I had my love of music obviously me DJing for so long and practicing and then knowing obviously you can't just practice it like in, you know be there and learning indoors in that controlled environment like you need to go out but then I was really um what's the word like I was really worried I was really scared like I really didn't it's like me pushing myself into this new phase it was kind of like now I'm opening myself up to mm. you know people thinking like, knowing, critiquing, it, you know, it was just, it was a lot. And then how that situation kind of went about, I just, yeah, it was just like, you know, I was trying to have a conversation with them in terms of what to kind of do. And and I think lucky enough, we had um, another DJ, um, Sarah P, she's also a DJ, um, she's, I think, Egyptian or well, I I'm not too sure where she's from um but of oh, she's a woman as well she's a teacher and she'd be DJing for a while and she's also a lawyer and so she based she and other and, and the another teacher and, and DJ called Toby so basically what ended up happening was that Femi had this kind of night, which was like a jam night, which he always does. So he has like a jam night where other other DJs will come and then we'll all literally be jamming together. So he had like all the major DJs come from like D-Max to Toby to a whole bunch of people there. So obviously me as a little fresh chicken, I was just like, oh my God, all these people. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god okay all right uh-huh. I literally, it was like a fresh check in line oh my gosh these people are going to hear me and then obviously I was like I don't want to flop because if they're saying I sound shit now I'm definitely not doing shit <laughs> <chicken. laughs> I was like hell to the no 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 let me just shame myself in the room <laughs> and not shame myself out in public I was just like no we're not gonna do this but the thing is I was there and you know lucky enough like I didn't shame myself they literally was like you sound amazing you sound great and obviously for me I was like I literally was like a little baby like really <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, what can I do <laughs> you know I so, literally so like, so,
0: so, so let, let, let me just jump in if I may do you for that first experience whose whose approval did you need the most was it the audience or the other djs other djs other
1: wow d-
0: wow other
1: DJs. other djs I I don't know about other people but for me other djs I've re- I because the thing is that they know, they know the equipment, they know how things are meant to sound. Sometimes when you're out and about, you give audience much liquor, much drink, (laughs) you know, they will just have a good time as long as music is playing, as long as music is not dead, like, you know, everybody hears when the music stops.
0: Yes, was, that's so true. That's so true. Like, yeah, and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. When the music stops, they'll be like, well, okay, we're, we're listening. What happened here? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well like they, all the, de- the details and all of that stuff, they don't, they don't, they listen, but they're not always super, super, super in tune, except if they really like about that life. Personally, from my observation, from what I've seen so far. So for me, when you have other DJs who have literally been DJing for years and they've made their name known and they've, you know, created so much following and they know the equipments in and out, they know how things are meant to sound. You you get to a point where you're like, yeah, man, if you're sounding shit in front of them, like you ain't going out there like <laughs> you said, if they say you sound shit, you sound shit. <laughs> That's mm. how I felt. I was like, I needed to get all of their, their get all of their all of their approval because all of them they've been DJing for a while. You know, imagine like especially D Max has been DJing in all these other places and you know cities, and then you're there like trying to be like, yeah, I'm a DJ. And then you end up with sounding like a, you know, you're scratching boards. Like you're not gonna have the confidence to stand out there. So for me, I had to really be like, if I'm in a room with all these other DJs and we are literally jamming together, I need to pull up my A game. I need to go ahead and be confident within myself and be like, you know what? I've been doing this every, you know, every single day. I've been practicing for so long. You know, do just pretend that no one, that they're not in the room. Pretending they're not in the room and just do me what I know I can do by myself. And I know when I record, I listen back to myself, even me, I'm like, okay, you did that, you did that, you sound good, you sound good. So for me, I literally had to block them all out and be like, you know, I can go ahead and do this. And I did that I, and I just blocked them out and they said that sounded really good. And I was like, yes, got their approval. But I also remember having a conversation with the other DJs, especially with Sarah, And I was asking her and I was telling her like, how can I balance this world because you know she's she's a lawyer and she's also a DJ, you know mm-hmm. full-fledged lawyer and she's also a DJ. So I literally was like, you know, you know me, I'm an architect and I'm also at getting into the DJ world. I'm also very private, but at the same time, I don't want everybody into my life. And I was also worried about people stalking people. Um, watching me you know people following me like I was very watchful about that because even my especially on social media and my social is very private so I was to figure out a way of how can I <laughs> you know get around with this world because you know family is very like and that's one thing I love of he's so optimistic he's just like go ahead for it but I had to be the you know the person not the person but the realist of of, of a woman being like I know how, I know what it comes with being out there and people watching you. You can get easy guest stalkers. You can get a lot of things. And I was like, I didn't want to put my personal life and my DJ life together. So she advised me, especially when it came to social media, have two different social media accounts. So you have your, your DJ account and then you have your personal account and just really try and create this kind of world where, you know, your personal is your personal and your DJ is your DJ. So when I came up to actually DJ on that night, I mean, on that first day in Sugarcane, like I said, I was full of anxiety. There was a lot of people who's going to be around. There's going to be a lot of people watching me. I need to also make sure I sound good Mm. still. (laughs) I need to make sure I sound good and hopefully try and do less mistakes. And, um, you know, the anxiety, like you usually... I know I have some form of anxiety, but I'm the type of person who usually feels my fear and still go ahead, go ahead with it. But then I'm also realized, especially with certain things, which make me so nervous, is even though I go ahead with I feel the fear and go ahead with it, my hands start to shake. Mm. My hands start to shake, and I'm like... <laughs> and then that's when I'm like, this cannot be shaking.
0: Your hands, your, your, your hands cannot shake as a DJ.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no way it's almost like it's almost like it's almost like your hands shaking as a surgeon
1: I you know exactly that you your hands cannot be shaking because you're like oh, like my hands will really be shaking so usually when I'm like like I said with other things I can be uh, you know through the anxiety I'd be nervous to push through but when I'm feeling like you <laughs> like <laughs> almost feeling like life to death like oh my gosh this is this is this is a lot this is it my hands to started shaking I was like oh my gosh I can't get I can't do this you know I was like oh my god and lucky enough you know especially when you when you first start starting out you obviously you're baby I call myself a baby DJ even though <laughs> I means like you're no more a baby DJ <laughs> but in the beginning I was like you no know, baby DJs you kind of start a little bit in the beginning time frame because you know especially in certain events like sugarcane you have multiple DJs so sometimes you can have like three or four dJs for the whole night so usually sometimes you start a bit a little bit in the beginning times while the other DJs who have been there around they kind of do the later times and that's usually because where that's where most people could usually come because you know how with mm. any
0: yeah it's, it's almost like it's there. almost like a box. It's almost like boxing.
1: The yes. main event
0: is the main event. Yeah.
1: Towards towards the end of the night. So it, so even though in the beginning time, like I said, because of it sugarcane, it's the first sugarcane. The world is finally finally opened because remember we've been closed down for so long. So because it was the first sugar, like the first one out, so much people came more than ever, more than ever. So even at five o'clock, like there was there were bare people, there were bare people already there already there and sorry when I say bear that's maybe that's a London thing. Bear people means a lot of people.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was about to say like bear people B A R E that's uh scanty but anyway continue. I was like it must <laughs> be a British thing. I, okay.
1: That's, that's a, bit of a British thing. But yeah so there was bear people i you know, there's a lot of people but when I say a lot but like just getting just there because they're all trying to get in and already there was a big massive queue outside everybody was just like, they're trying to get in as early as I can. And obviously, you know, by that time, even though I wasn't the first one, but I was like, you know, to a point. And then I started playing, but do you know what? That's maybe a good thing. That's why I give so much praises to, um, to Femi and his mind, because us having that kind of jam session and me meeting the other DJs and hanging around with them and seeing them and learning from them, it gave me so much kind of like reassurance. At the same time, and I say that because while I was playing, I had the other DJs with me. They came and they were all behind. So I had like Toby behind me, Sarahs, was, Sarah was behind me. So I it made it did help to reduce my anxiety because you know it helps like okay if I'm like I'm effing up right now, <laughs> I can just literally turn behind. Like Toby was behind me, and I was just like. Like you know, when you mean like, you give them the look of call for help. but mm-hmm, lucky enough, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even really need that. I really didn't need that. But you know, even when I did one little mistake, and he's like, don't oh, worry, you got it. No one even, no one even saw it. Keep going. Just keep going. Just, just make sure the music keep playing. We just don't yeah. want the music to stop just keep Mm -hmm. going, just keep going, just keep going, just don't make, don't make don't just don't make the music stop, just keep going, and just having people behind, like them behind me, and just be like, you got this, don't worry, don't, don't overthink, don't put your head into, you know, don't analyze, paralyze, paralyze yourself, just keep going, and I was, and that really helped to reassure me, and then on top of that, knowing that I had a really good gig, and then everybody was coming up to me. Everybody was like, who are you? Like, duh, 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 duh. oh my gosh, a black female DJ. Oh my gosh, you were the one DJ. Like, it, yeah, it gassed me up. I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. All right. <laughs> so we,
0: we are going to take our first break here with uh, Tom. And when we come back on the other side, I want to ask Tom a question, mm-hmm. which I think would throw her off because... It ties so, into so something you were talking about if this you are, have been anxiety regular, and how listener, you would also say it was oh, so nice to have, around, you, let me call them it your anyway. team, So, your still team just move behind move you there, on. which kind of gave you that support. And as you got in the flow and the anxiety reduced, and then it was very nice to get the adulation of the audience at the end, and that got you really gassed up. I want to ask you a question about mental health. Because anxiety is tied to mental health. I, mm-hmm. I, had, I had my anxiety attacks last year. And trust me, I have come to have compassion <laughs> for the term mental health. Do you, would you say being a DJ and putting yourself in such environments, considering that predominantly the tone that I've gotten to know in our conversations across the years is an introvert, but now playing in an extroverted environment, would you say DJing has also helped you from a mental health perspective?
1: I definitely thought it's definitely helped in some aspects, for sure. It's definitely helped, especially in terms of um, understanding people, understanding the audience, what you like, what you don't like. Um, also, music-wise, especially for your love of music, your love of doing things, so do, like doing it. So I think it's definitely helped on that. But I do say there are things that... I've also learned being a DJ that's also, I think, has affected my mental health as well.
0: In a negative way or positive way?
1: In a negative way.
0: Oh, do you mind okay. sharing?
1: Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't mind. I definitely don't mind sharing.
0: Okay, um, so what is it? Like
1: the things that I think is, like I said, is the anxiety the anxiety for sure is, is like that. I remember having another episode like that, especially when I did my first ever club club um, kind of um, DJ event. So, you know, club nights is different because when I was DJing at Sugar Cane, that was more of like a day party. So okay. we like maybe from four to like 10-ish around that time frame. But, like, this one is fully, like, you know, club night nice, so, like, 10 to 2. And, obviously, that was, you know, hosted by another team, you know. So, you're working with different people, how they will work. So, you're working with different type of DJs that maybe you're not used to working with before. And, um, and don't get me wrong, those DJs were great. Like, I had an attack, and this guy was just like he cooled me down like he really did and he's younger than me <laughs> and he was like no you got this like he just cooled me down but I had that anxiety where my hands was really shaking really badly but I was more nervous because obviously it's a nighttime event you know how it is in the club you the the DJing technique is different as well um it's not like you can really play certain music a bit longer sometimes a bit more shorter you're mixing a little bit more so it's just like a different It's just a different scene. And I had to, and that was my first time learning that. And obviously I had to like learn to pick it, pick that up very quickly. So I had a low anxiety episode there, but that's I noticed that was one of the mental health things that I noticed that oh, I had a low anxiety attack here, you know, and even in general, as anything. And I think when I had that second one, I also noticed for myself that it's not the worst thing ever in the world because I always have to think a bit like performance. Like, you know, if you're a dancer or, you know, actor and stuff like that, I that's what I felt sometimes too. Like, even me when I was used to be singing and acting when I was back in London, like, before you go up and do any show, you have that kind of form of anxiety, but you feel it or it's like i say partly anxiety, but it's also excitement as well. Like, you just want to go ahead and do it. So I feel like partly even when it's a DJ, you have a little bit of that, where it's that anxiety and it's slash excitement where, because you, you almost, almost, think you have to, like, you have a set, you have to do certain things. You don't want to sound shit. You know, you want to you want to be great. You want to do, enjoy what you're doing. So I feel like anytime when you're performing this stuff, is, in a way, as a DJ, you... you I don't know about other people, but for me, maybe because I, I, I'm hard on myself at times, which I'm trying to work on as part of my own mental health, is that I feel like, you know, I want to do great. And because I want to do great, sometimes I do put a lot of pressure on myself, which I'm trying my hardest not to do so much of, but you know it does affect me in that way where each time when you're when you're going out like you you have to be ready or we have to be trying to be ready as much as you can because especially certain environments people are going to judge people will just think oh yeah you're just you know having fun and you don't want to be well for me I didn't want to be a DJ where oh she's just having fun or they're just allowing her to DJ because you know She's a girl or she's pretty or you know or sexy d j whatever he's like you know what i mean like i want to be like i'm serious about this i'm just not here because you think i'm pretty you 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 get my you you my,
0: you, you you want you want to be acknowledged for your talent and not just for being a token
1: that's exactly it i really wanted to to really focus on really owning my talent and just be like, oh yeah, they just chose her for this. So as part of the reason why, you know, I was, you know, practicing, I was trying my hardest to make sure that I got this down. Like I'm not here just to be like, oh, we, you know, wishy-washy so we can just have a black female DJ. You know what I mean? I didn't want that. I really wanted to be like, oh, Dan, she's pretty good you know i Mm -hmm. wanted that i didn't want the i don't want to be a token i really i wanted to make sure my shit is on point (laughs) that's that's the bottom line of it (laughs) she got her shit on point so yeah that's my was my goal but in terms of the anxiety part of things is you know not only anxiety but just part of the mental health thing was that you know knowing that um you were DJing because that's what happened. Like even I was, out, I'll be DJing, and while you're DJing, people will be like, "I know you." And
0: I'm like, <laughs> of course, you know me. <laughs> do you? Do you want? Do you want an alien to DJ for you? Come on now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. And and literally, I think it was the other we and this other the other DJ girl we were talking about it, and I loved I didn't even know what it was, and I now realized because she said it. she said it was social anxiety, and I now I was like, that is the word I was looking for. You get social anxiety there's a lot that's the one of the negative things about mm-hmm. it. I mean some dJs, you know, depending on who they are, you know some people. Who, they're different but I know with me and thank gosh when I talked with the other girl the other girl she also was like yeah I have social anxiety," and I literally was like thank God so I'm not alone in this shit like I'm not alone and somehow some people think oh yeah everybody knows you like I think I told you about the guy I was dating and he was just like oh everybody knows you that shit will piss me off because you'd be like, everybody knows you. Everybody likes you. Everybody wants to be with you. Everybody wants to know who DJ Go is. Everybody wants to fuck you. And I'm just like, fucking hell. Like, I don't know these people. They don't even know my name. They really do not even know my name. So for me, it's like, don't get me wrong, like, we appreciate, like, we love that everybody's like, they see you and they're like, here, you know, you are, you know, you're doing great. And in a way, it's like the two double, Is it the double-handed sword? Like, mm-hmm. it's good that mm-hmm. people know you because obviously that means you're doing something good. Like, yeah. you're doing something good. That means that your name is getting around and they want to see you. So it's like, it's great on that point of view. But then imagine so many random people with like, oh, they know you or they have seen you. And I'm like, that's amazing, but I just don't know who you are. Like it's the best thing people can do in that situation is to introduce themselves to me. So I can be like, oh, this is your name. Like who oh, I see who you are. That's great. That is very helpful. At least from time to time, when you see certain people, you can pinpoint, oh, this person has seen them here and here and they kind of, they introduced themselves to me. And I know their face and their name. Sounds great. But like when we, especially female DJs, DJ, like imagine you're DJ and, and literally from the booth, you can you obviously we can see the crowd and you can see a few people, especially one or two guys, especially as a woman in terms of security protection. You know, women are very heightened on that. So imagine you're DJing and you can see at the corner of a room a guy is in the corner of a room and just and you just watching. It. It's mm. not, it's not, it's not like oh yeah, they love you and everybody wants to be with you. It's like no, I'm just like who's that crazy person and I don't know if I can even leave the space or leave my crew or you know people because I don't know if that person just likes me to be like oh, you're a fan or if you're a fan then you're crazy because you know you can be a fan and you can be normal and you can be a fan and you're crazy and then mm. you imagine you're doing several shows and you see the same person just there no
0: way In, and, and, and you mean different venues
1: In different venues
0: no and way
1: just watching you and not saying one word. They're not even coming up to you and talking to you or saying, hey, blah, 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 blah. They're just watching. So that's why even when, before I even started DJing, that's why I was trying to talk to um, Femi about it. Like, you know, when we're discussing things, I was say, because even before I was DJing, as a woman, most some women, not all women, but a lot of women have stalkers before and I've had a stalker before. So even for me as a woman, even before DJing, I've always been very, you know, like even my my prof my it profile is private so you know little things like that because i know certain people will watch and they don't say anything so i'm very cautious on that so when you, you now go and put yourself on this public platform where obviously my dj profile can't put it private it has to be public which all of them told me <laughs> all of them told me so it's like it's gonna be public so i'm like i'm not gonna put my personal life where i'm like traveling with family or going to these places where any, where any Dick and Harry can see that and be monitoring my movement. So obviously on my leisure stuff is public but then as so I said you're public everybody feels like they know you and which is great because like I said it's great meeting people is you know at least what you're doing like I said my accolades is coming forth that's why young yeah, I said I want to be known as I'm doing good my shit is good not just you're just there to be you know a female DJ or preface you you're there to say, I am doing great but at the same time is also have that social anxiety where it's like okay now everybody feels like they know you or they want to get close to you it's almost like a influencer or like a celebrity everybody feels like they know you want to get close to you but at the same time it's like we, there's a line where you're like, okay, there's this is person just really, you know, they like you as a person, they think you're really cool, you're, that your girl and your DJ, and you sound good. Or are you like, your girl, your DJ, they fancy you, and it can lead to stalking. And yeah. do, you know what I mean? And especially oh. when I said, it's not like it's one event, it's several events. <laughs> there's, a way, there's,
0: there's, there's a way. There's a way you can look at someone and then you can also look at someone, and then you and you you as a woman are almost like I know that look.
1: Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: You are not you are not you are not looking at me. You are now almost like fantasizing about me in a very negative way. And do I really want to be in that thoughts of yours? To be honest,
1: hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Get to a point where you're really very you're really self-aware very self-conscious like okay that look and especially if you just stand there and you're just watching what is like what else are you watching like yep you know, kind of situation and then your next minute they you, you see them either i've had a few people who have tried to add to me on my personal account which i'm like how oh, did they even it is it, if they even know close to it they're not even like connected to each other i'm like you know it gets oh the fake accounts oh i've had we've enjoyed the fake accounts we have regular fake accounts which will be watching you so imagine that adds to the anxiety because you're just like who are these people you know so So that's why I will say part of the negativity of it is that the anxiety level kind of heightens, because I feel like, especially as a woman, I don't think the guys probably go through this, maybe they do, I don't know, I don't know if the guys go through these, but I know by talking to some of the female DJs, they have we're kind of on the same kind of wavelength as, as to the anxiety level is a little bit more on the heightened where where it comes to certain people. And so I think I remember we had a conversation about, oh, you know, guys will probably think female DJs, you have all these gorgeous guys around you you, mm-hmm, know,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah we talked people, about that yeah I how they say now almost like oh yeah that means you'll be you know you'll be guessing like guys will be all up in your face and I'm like yeah guys will be all up in your face <laughs> but a lot of us female DJs is like no we're not having groupies like that you know some probably do but a lot of us will just be like okay are you cool with me or you just want to stalk me, like you the anxiety get level gets a little bit more on a higher level so far from what I've noticed.
0: Yeah, I think what 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 made what made us have that conversation was I think I said that if I was a woman, I wouldn't date a DJ.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. because
0: the, the access to women is so high, man.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I was,
0: actually, I was actually watching a documentary yesterday, or I finished the documentary today. Actually, yes, today in the early mornings. And the title of the documentary is Man on Wire. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: I've heard of it, but I haven't seen
0: it, no. Yeah, so basically just a quick 10-second uh, t- uh, synopsis of it is a guy that has a huge desire and loves tight uh, w- roping across okay. buildings. And okay. now what, what put him on the limelight is he did it between... Uh, the World Trade Towers before it came down in 2001.
1: Mm-hmm. And this
0: is what, this is actually what happened. He was dating. He was in a relationship with this woman. He's a French guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His, his girlfriend is on the, on the ground with the whole world watching him doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And she is so elated for him because she saw the, the years of training and everything for him to get to this level, to be able to do it at that height.
1: Yeah. But
0: Tone, to, to, this is what gets interesting. He said that when he came down and the police arrested him everything there was this particular woman that just lost it after him and when he came out from the police station when the police negotiated with him and said don't do that again and da, 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 he said this woman walked up to him and says can i just spend the weekend with you and show you how much i f- i feel for you and he said yes and this is crazy he said he was in this weekend of total lost and everything that you can think of as, a, as an adult, that he even mm-hmm. forgot that it was in a relationship. hmm I know. That, mo- that Monday came, and then she left, and he left, and then he realized, oh, where's my girlfriend? <laughs> and then the, 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 camera, the camera goes to her next and says, how did you deal with that? She says, you know, for the first time my entire life, I was supporting a man and creating an environment for him to leave me. hmm and that was how their relationship ended because she realized, oh, wow, he's now in a public figure. He's, yeah. now, in, he's now enjoying the adulation of the public. Yeah. And, and he has forgotten me. Yeah,
1: she built him up. Yeah, she helped to build him up.
0: She helped, she helped to build him up. And I think this is why women always say, especially on social media, why yeah. am I going to do all these things for this man and one day he's going to cheat on me with another woman? And I'm like, you know what? You shouldn't think like that. I know, I know, I know. But, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're already... You're already presuming something which might never happen but i can understand where i can understand where a it's, woman can come from in that way yeah
1: it's because it becomes so common it, that's the reason a lot of women feel that is because it's it's become so common where you continue building building and you build with a guy in a particular situation and then once you get the accolades the money and everything it's almost like they finally get the money or the accolades that they need to get the real woman they really really always wanted so a lot of women get to that mindset like you can't keep on doing this because you end up losing
0: so so what so what do you do
1: (laughs) and that's and that's the thing that's the thing about this world that we live in it's like what what do you do Mm. that's a question i can't even answer (laughs) i don't know
0: yeah so 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 i want to ask you in your own small sphere you're not you're not beyonce yet i mean Beyond, yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the kind of attention Beyonce gets, and still oh. be able to stay, and still be able to stay grounded? So I'm sorry.
1: that's why she's the queen.
0: <laughs> so, so for <laughs> you, not to go too personal into relationships and stuff, but
1: mm.
0: how do you get this kind of thing, and then be with somebody? I think you need for a woman in that kind of place, like Oprah Winfrey and all these kind of women, they really need to be with men that are very, very self-assured in themselves, and not feel as if. Uh, they are, they are jealous of the limelight that their partners or their female partners are getting. 100%. 100%.
1: That's definitely right. Definitely, definitely right. Because that is definitely needed. It's someone who is self insured and they're on their own thing. Like they don't care about this kind of world because they already looking at something beyond you know what I mean like it's definitely 100% required I think with one person I remember dating that was one of the things that they were really good at I didn't need to worry about I mean I wasn't a DJ then but I already knew if I was a DJ and I was seeing this person I was like yeah this is this is like whatever we'll a duck's back like it wouldn't be a problem but even when dating other people and then having people's you know say oh I don't know if you know I like could be this, you know, DJ Girl's boyfriend or whatever, or whatever, like things like that was like really like me doing something that I love and enjoy, maybe putting people off dating. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, but for me, it's kind of like I remember I had to be like, well, that's on you. Like that's a that sounds like a you problem. Like you have to go ahead and really analyze to yourself that, you know, is either you want a date or if you if you suck it up and go ahead and do it or if you don't then please leave me alone in peace (laughs) which Uh I was you know like I think is that's that's I think some guys they need to I think that's one thing I like to say some people say yes because they just want you but then they forget like not they forget but they feel like oh they can handle it and I sometimes feel like some guys need to what's the word cut your cloth according to your size yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll be like no I can't. it's like no babe you can't handle this like you just can't at not to pipe the hole he's like babe you can't handle it like just keep moving and the thing is that it's not it's not even me even the other dj other dj girls that i've talk to you know like they, if the guy is not secure they'll get into a point where it's like everybody comes to say hi to you and blah 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 and obviously you end up being the guy you know on the side or either they'll introduce like I remember one person will argue with the, with the not with me but with one of my friends she was like oh you know how come you don't introduce me like you did no no you introduced me but you introduced me as my name you didn't say this is my boyfriend <laughs> like this <laughs> you know it's like, yeah this, yeah this is you know blah blah I blah. know like you didn't say this is my boyfriend blah 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 and she was like how old are you I like we're introducing just it's not like we have to it's not like I'm trying to go into technique it's not like I wasn't going to do that she does do that from time to time but it was just like this is blah blah, blah. and two to be honest she don't even know the damn person Mm. so it's like so imagine if you don't know the person and you just random person coming up and saying hi you're not going to go detail to okay so this is my boyfriend Says fiance Says we've been together for two years this is all <laughs> our background <program>. hi <laughs> and,
0: and, 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 and especially now that we're getting into the real digital world it's almost like if you want to introduce let's say there's a little hologram that shows up behind him <laughs> boyfriend, boyfriend.
1: <laughs> boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend! Oh my gosh! Wow. Do you know? Oh, that's so crazy. That actually reminds me of this show called The Feed, is on Netflix. Definitely It's, called what? It. it's, called, it's called, called what? The Feed. The Feed. F E E D. Yeah, F E E D. Yeah. I'm, I'm so gonna write that
0: down.
1: It's so uh-huh. cool. Like if you watch, if you watch Black Mirror before, so if you watch Black Mirror before that episode called "The Entire History of You," so think about that show, but like a thousand percent even crazier and a whole show about it so basically all our life is all full on on the feed, or so you can literally see someone and you can literally know every all the history about them Straight mm. up. it's a really cool really really cool show but literally that exactly what you just suggested about you just see the person and have all the history That's what the digital media were gonna go into. So literally we were just laughing ahead of like, why are you feeling so insecure? And petty over me breaking all of those things down. Like if it was like, okay, maybe like, you know a really close friend or maybe your mom and you just said, this is this person's name and you didn't say, this is my boyfriend. I can get that. But if you're out and about, especially your DJ in your club, and you're meeting so many different people, I'm not going to go to random ask people that I don't even know to be like giving you an entire history of who you are to them. Because to be honest, you're likely not going to see them again. And if you do, it's going to be a random time. You get what I mean. And most times, like I said, most women will keep their business to themselves because you're trying to protect and sense of what you already have with that person and not everybody knowing all your business so it's not every dick area you're going to go to and be like this is my information when especially when you're trying to keep your information private Private, yeah, yeah. you get what yeah. I mean yep. so for me like I'm not going to go out and be like oh yeah this is my man when I'm like yo we're trying to keep this private so which one is it do you want it private or do you want everybody to know like even some guys need to know which one is which one do you want so I feel like Obviously, I haven't been in that situation, but I feel like, well, I can't, but not really. But I feel like it's one of those situations where people really have to be secure as to who they are as a person. It doesn't even necessarily be like you're secure to be like you want to DJ go or DJ, but, but you have to be secure as a person on your own. Like mm-hmm. you have to have that self-confidence, like you're doing your own thing, like this, like what, ever she's doing that's what she's doing that's what she loves and stuff like that that has nothing to do with you except if you want it to be part of your world and you want to be like there and you're like babe look at this musical. This this that's different thing you're actually including yourself in a particular way if if you get what i'm trying to say yeah, in a way
0: i do i do i do i think and, it's and, like no super, sorry finish your point and then I'll ask, um, I'll ask the next question
1: no yeah i was just basically trying to say like it's all about security like just self-security
0: like self is that self-security is that the word yeah. Self-assured. self-assurance
1: Self-assured. thank you self-assurance yeah. that's the key
0: mm-hmm. so you know what what i'm learning from your story so far mm-hmm. is that we as human beings need to be very careful about the other person that we are idolizing because when we finally are able to put our small feet in their shoes we now realize the magnitude of what they are dealing with
1: Mm-hmm. you know
0: i have known you before you became this dj
1: yeah
0: and the dj you've become now and you are also becoming becoming and becoming because you never the day the day we say you've become then that's a, like a finality yeah. right but but the point i'm trying to make is if i had spoken to you prior to you being a dj um we would not be able to have this kind of rich conversation about social ills and stuff Yes. But now that, now that you are now a DJ and in a profession that's profession, hobby, whatever you want to call it, that has mm-hmm. now become very public, mm-hmm. we are now able to appreciate the things that people like Oprah and Beyonce and Haliberia are going through on a daily basis. And I'm sure now when you turn the magazine and, and read their stories, instead of being that one that will criticize them and like, man, how can you do that? Because you're you, are re- you are already in public mm-hmm. sphere, even in a smaller scale. You're like, you yeah. know what? I get it. And I'm going to have some compassion for her.
1: 100%. 100%. 100%. I think for me, I don't know. I think what my mom always says to me is like, I'm always been blessed or gifted to be empathetic. So even prior before being a DJ, I've always been empathetic to people. It's even celebrities, to be honest. I've always have. Because I've never been that one who just like, Oh, you you get photos. Just suck it up. I've never been that way because I put myself in their shoes. I'm like, imagine you have a million people taking a picture of you all the time. Like you can't even go down the. Sorry, sorry,
0: sorry to interject. Even when you remember when you told me that you travel and you hate people touching your hair.
1: Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or even when I was in Bali and then I literally, literally, like a whole bus of like Chinese people came off and they literally just crowded me, you know what I mean? Like I was literally like the the theme show (laughs) for them, you know? Even for me, I was like, whoa. And I wasn't even a celebrity. I was just there, just minding my own business in Bali, you know? So for me, I was already like, yo, this is a lot, you know? So I've always been like, you know, being an empath to be like, okay, if I was in their shoes, how would this feel? Like, I feel like it's very important, even um, emotional intelligence, being socially smart be able to put yourself in people's shoes. So it reduces your your mindset of being judgmental. Like it really reduces your mindset of feeling like you are, you know, the crime of the crime. (laughs) That's the best way I can really um, put it at the moment. So I've always been quite pathetic, but I feel, especially now that I've I'm, I'm go, like you know going through going through that it makes me even more of a have a clearer understanding it really does have a clearer understanding that's why when you watch YouTube I've never been the person where you have even influencer I've never been like I take every single word that they say by heart I I never fathom why people do that that's just me I think I've always been on a mindset that they are a business entity on their own, they are doing something that they enjoy, but they also have branding on their own. you know, when people even online act like they know them, these are these people just sitting in their house and just taking a video and just, you know, uploading it to the world. But somehow everybody feel like they can get into their life. Who did you, like, did you break up with your boyfriend? Are you married yet? Are you pregnant yet? I'm like, yo, that is a lot that people are asking those questions. So me personally, I've never been that person where I am so, you know, so, oh, what's the word? I've never been that person who is so eager to get so deep into people's information without they asking me because I know that is just too private. They're there to do their their business. It they, doesn't mean that you have the right to know every single thing about their life prior before that. So now being like dj and being out i'm like i even give them more of a courteous i even give them more is courteous yeah i used to work i give more, them more
0: more. more more grace
1: thank you thank you yeah. <laughs> i appreciate it. Thank you. yeah i give them more grace as um uh as to who they are like celebrities even more i give them more grace uh, because when you are actually in it and obviously i'm not you know i'm not beyonce yeah, it. <laughs> but it's like I, I I give I give a lot of people more grace because even just on a small scale it's it, it can be it can be a lot and especially when you are coming from Calgary which is is more smaller yes it's a big city but more smaller in terms of everybody knows a lot of people it gets to a point where you know it can be a lot and when that happens I'm like Do you know what. I understand. I, I really understand. I empathize with people. I really um, empathize with how, even though they are doing this and they are, in a way, putting yourself public, I've also learned that it does not mean that you cannot be private. It really does not you cannot be. And I, and I feel people get that wires crossed. Thinking that because you are in public eye, because you're a YouTuber or, you know, a podcaster or like you're a singer, actor and dancer, that somehow everybody, like you need to open your yash to everybody.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Sorry. If you if you if you had that word yash, uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a Nigerian pigeon English or pigeon pigeon term. <laughs> and it basically means your bum. So when the Nigerian says, open your yash, it's almost like, ah, uh-uh, bros, what are you doing now? You just, you just let everybody through, you know? So I apologize for, for that terminology and that image in your head, but we are, we are all adults here. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah, sorry. I, I, so let me ask you, let me ask you, how are you managing staying private even though you're a public person now? Um,
1: hmm, that's an interesting thing. To be honest, what I had to realize myself because I I got to a point where I I felt like I was being is the word I suppose I don't know that sounds quite
0: Imp- imposter syndrome.
1: Yeah, a little bit, but I felt like what I had to do anyway. For I know I had to because I was going out. Obviously, I was DJing a lot, and I felt like I was losing myself because I was trying my hardest to obviously you're the seeing you're getting gigs you're trying to like i said i'm trying to be the best that i can be obviously i'm still learning the stuff i like i'm still growing on it's still stuff that i still need to learn on but it's like i was going out i was improving but i also felt like i was getting very worn out you know i think you know part of that mental health i was feeling very worn out because like i said i'm quite you know introverted as well you know, I have that introverted life where I'm introverted. I like my own space. Also, the pandemic was still going on where you couldn't travel, and travel is almost like home to me. That's how I'm able to recenter myself so many times. And um, I, I was feeling like I was going out a lot, and I was like, I'm not being true to myself. And then on top of that, I and what started to irritate me was people were like oh yeah, what's the place to go to? What's the I'm like, I, I'm not that girl to be knowing <laughs> every single party and in the whole world. Yeah, I might know some stuff because obviously as a DJ, you can see, see some of the events coming out, but I'm sorry, love. Like, I'm not going to be the one to give you the, you know, the yellow pages on, okay, Friday, we got this, 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 this. Saturday, we got, no, like, I'm not that girl. And I had to really... Home to myself that tone. you are not that girl like as much as you want to be out and do that I'm just not that girl and I really have to be true to myself so I had to look to myself I was like do you know what what did I what did I do like what do I used to do before I was doing this, you know, before I was out and about what well, what was the stuff that I used to love and enjoy, what did I used to do? And then I remembered like before I was DJing, like most of the time I was a lone wolf. <laughs> literally a lone wolf you know I spend a lot of time with myself I'll go I do a lot of things with myself like I will travel by myself I will you know go on a road trip by myself I'll go to cinema by myself like I remembered a lot of time that I really gained my energy is just being on my own and doing a lot of things and either just chilling with my sister with my niece you know like stuff to bring me kind of back centered again. So then I had to really remember like, what did you, what did you do that before this? And also how do I balance the both of them? Then I realized, you know what? It may hold me back, but I can't DJ every single weekend. I just can't. Some people are like, yeah, you know, you have to be out there and there's that. I was like, I just can't. It's not like I don't love it. It's not like I don't want to be out there. But I also realized myself to keep myself whole. I just can't be out every single week i can't be out djing doing this every single time being all the time because what is also equally important to me is having time with myself having time with my friends having time with my with my family having time to travel and sometimes just being the the person who just wants to go out and just have fun and dance with my friends I don't want to be the one working. Because when you're a DJ, sometimes you're you're working, you're not really enjoying yourself. You're not really enjoying the music because you're really out there trying to keep the vibe going and keep the energy going. You're not there just like kicking back and be like, yo shops here shops here you know you're you're not that person so sometimes I'm like I had to think to myself I want to be having fun with my friends I don't want to be out all the time just be working and DJing or because especially like as you know like either I'm not DJing it's like I'm either working with you or working as an architect and sometimes as you know it's not 40 hours the other day I literally had to work to 4 a.m in the morning like legit, like I'm doing sometimes doing eighty hours in one week. So there's times where I'm like, I'm not trying to be in a mood to be like, oh yeah, I want to be DJing, DJing this weekend. Sometimes I just really want to kick back and watch movies because I'm movie, I'm a movie buff, you know. Sometimes I just want to kick back and be like, oh yeah, with my friend. Or if I'm talking to someone, I'd be like, I just want to spend time and talk to the person and chill with, chill, chill with them. Then me being like, okay. I need to be on it all the time, and I think I had to get to that. Um, I had to basically get to that acknowledgement, that that understanding within myself. That do you know what? Even though this may may or may not hold me back from being, you know, the Beyonce or like you know, of DJing within Calgary, you know, I me mean, or not even Calgary within the world, like how Femi will say, he's like, what about the world? Not here, everywhere, (laughs) you know? So I try to to implement that same mentality. It's like, how can we build this and be bigger? And I try to look into that and I want to be that. But at the same time, I also have to look in within myself and who I am as a person. I had to be like, turn, keep it real with yourself. Even in terms of what you want, in terms of anxiety, in terms of life also, you know, with age, you know, things like family is important to me, things like rest is important to me, um, things like being going away on traveling and holiday. I was traveling like crazy beforehand. Well, how come I'm not doing anymore? Now I feel restricted. And I don't want to say it's a Leo thing, <laughs> because I'm a Leo to everybody else is listening. But you know, I had to be like, I don't like to be caged and I was starting to feel very caged. And I was just like, I no, need to fix this up
0: wow i'm so glad you shared this and uh someone listening it's very important to go back to the center before you have a burnout as i Mm -hmm. say it's it's very important to rest and not give up rest wow with that uh we will take another break here with Tom, and we'll be back